Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hey everybody and welcome to How To Tuesday this week. I'm Tom Rowland from Saltwater Experience and we're going to talk today about how to choose a bonefish fly. A lot of people go on bonefishing for the first time. I've had a lot of questions about bonefishing and uh, we covered how to tie a bonefish leader on this uh, on this particular podcast, the How To Tuesday one. Today we're going to talk about how to choose a bonefish fly. Bonefish flies come in all shapes and sizes and they also come in all weights. And this is really, really important because when you go to a place like uh, Christmas Island or the Bahamas or the Florida Keys and you get in these different situations, the situation is different because the tide is different. The tide can be running really hard or it could be deeper or shallower, okay? So if you are, let's just say you're in a very shallow place and the bonefish are tailing and you roll up there and throw a heavy weighted fly right out in front of these bonefish you typically will scare them to death and they will run off the flat so what you have to do in these situations is use a fly that's much lighter and it's going to land very softly in the water and fall down to the bottom in a period of time that you can lead this fish enough so that you're going to know where your fly is. And by the time that bonefish swims over there, the fly is going to be resting on the bottom. That's the idea. That's what you want to do. Now, you want to, it's very easy when you're doing that in five inches of water. It becomes more and more tricky to do that in one foot, two feet, three feet of water, where you're going to know that you know, your fly is going to sink. You're going to have an idea of how quickly it is going to sink to the bottom so that you know how quickly, how far in advance you need to cast and how far ahead of the fish you need to cast so that that fly will be actually resting on the bottom by the time the fish gets there. So what we want when you're selecting bonefish flies or tying bonefish flies or trying to choose bonefish flies that you're going to take on your trip is you want flies of different sink rates. Now, you notice I didn't just say you want different weights of flies because there are a lot of different styles of bonefish flies out there right now. And some of them have, I mean, they're such incredibly talented tires out there and they can make stuff that looks so good. A lot of these things will have more, more or less material than other types of bonefish flies. So if 
if a fly has a lot of material on it, often that means that it's going to have to have a heavier weighted eye in order to sink as fast as a fly that is very sparsely tied. And so you can get um, uh, a, a fly with almost no material on it. And some of the places, like in Christmas Island, we would just take some crystal flash, maybe three, three pieces of crystal flash, tie it onto the tail, wrap that around the shank of the hook, and then actually create like a Charlie wing um, with just three pieces of crystal flash. And that's your fly. So if you have that with a, some lead eyes on there, it's going to sink immediately. There is no type of parachute uh, going on that's holding that fly up. It is going straight to the bottom as if it was just a piece of uh, lead going straight down to the bottom. So on that one, you can get away with very small eyes, moving up to heavier eyes, uh, so, and, and that, that type of fly is going to sink very fast. If you have something like a toad-style fly, which, if you don't know what a toad-style fly is, it looks kind of like a merkin. It's got a fat head made out of yarn tied uh, perpendicular to the hook shank. And it kind of looks like a crab and it typically has a tail of either rabbit or uh, craft fur or some type of tail. This has a parachuting effect to where even if you have heavy lead eyes, that material kind of keeps the fly from sinking quite as fast as it as as just the other fly that I had um, described. So if you're going to have some of these, you want some of these with really heavy eyes. You want some others with lighter eyes so that you could get away throwing a fly like that to fish that are tailing. And the good thing about a fly like that, too, is the parachuting effect also has a parachuting effect in the air. So it lands very, very softly. It falls to the water very softly. So if you're fishing for tailing fish and it's very, very shallow, you can get away with throwing a fly like that where uh, a very sparsely tied fly with lead eyes might spook the fish. So you want to have flies of various sizes, some really, really small ones for very, very spooky tailors in incredibly shallow water, all the way up to big, almost permit-sized flies with heavy lead eyes. And the guy that has uh, a fly box with various sink rates is probably, over the course of a week, going to outfish somebody that has a zillion different flies that all sink about the same in certain situations, that guy's going to do well, but if it gets too deep or too shallow, you're going to have some trouble. So make sure that when you're planning your trip, you have lots of flies, lots of different sink rates, and also different profiles. Okay. The other thing to think about is whether or not your flies are weedless or not, because you can do the same kind of deal where you're fishing over pure sand bottom, not necessary to have a weedless fly. Um, but if you come into the Florida Keys and you're fishing over turtle grass, if you're not using a weedless fly, you're going to catch weeds every single time. So that's another thing to think about. Not only just sink rate and different profiles, long flies, slender flies, short and fat flies, um, flies that resemble shrimp, flies that resemble crabs, but also think about having some flies that are weedless, some flies that aren't. Okay? How to choose a bonefish fly. I hope that helps. See you next week.
Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at Ooh. that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.